I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host, Jared Prugar, live from Beaver Stadium in what would eventually turn out to be the last game of the season for Penn State. Uh, the Nittany Lions were victorious 56. Yes, that's right, 56 points uh, to 21 over Illinois uh, Saturday night. And what was quite possibly the best game of the season the Nittany Lions have been involved in. Uh, they started with the first play of the game, uh, scoring a 75-yard touch, 75 yard touchdown pass uh, from Clifford, Sean Clifford to Jahan Dotson, who just took the ball and, and knifed through the, Penn State, or the Illinois uh, defense en route to the touchdown. Now, of course, in true Penn State fashion, they force a punt. Or no, not, not a force a punt, but they get a turnover. Keaton Ellis with an interception on the, on the first drive of the, of the game for the Illini. And what does Penn State do right after? Sean Clifford fumbles. Illinois then uh, finds the end zone on their on their ensuing drive. And after that, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be this is going to be something a, a crazy game. Uh, you you come out, you have two plays essentially for Penn State, and they both resulted in pseudo a score. Um, you know, is it going to be the same Penn State that we saw for the first five games? Or is it going to be the uh, the Penn State that we've seen the last three, now four games? And on the kickoff, Lamont Wade takes it 100 yards to the house. He said after the game that as soon as he knew that ball was kicked, uh, he knew he was going to house it. And Lamont Wade, who graduated um, today from Penn State, took it to the house to put Penn State up 14-7. to Now, the Penn State offense did not help the Penn State defense at all early. The defense was on the field quite some time. Penn State comes out, punts. Puts the defense back in a hole. Illinois scores. Isaiah Williams had a great game to start. And then, you know, they go up 21-14. Um, and, and you're like, oh, no, here, here it goes. But then Penn State just rattled off. <laughs> rattled off touchdown after touchdown. Uh, five different players scored for the Nittany Lions today. But Jahan Dodson was the story. Clifford played in a very efficient game, 16-22. Um, in, in what was, I think, his best performance, despite the the fumble and the turnover. You know, it was just one of those situations where Clifford was on fire. He was making great reads. Um, th- some of the throws that he made were, were spot on. He got – and, and they played a soft zone against Dotson, and it just really ate him up. He had 183 yards and five catches in the first half alone uh, with the bookending touchdowns. Uh, with the first play of the game and the last, uh, the last score of the or first, yeah, first play of the game, last score of the half uh, for the Nittany Lions, and it was once once that offense clicked, that's the that's the firepower that this Penn State offense has. Uh, Kevon Lee had it going early. Kaziah Holmes got some time uh, early as well, 
So it was a, it was a great mixed uh, mixture of, of personnel uh, for the Nittany Lions. Brenton Strange got involved. Theo Johnson got involved as well. So it was it was exactly what the doctor had ordered for Penn State. And this is the Penn State offense that that really people had wanted to and needed to see from the beginning of the season. Now, you know, obviously the the own five start is what it is. But for Penn State to to overcome that and win the final four games of the season was huge. Um, the the job that Franklin and his staff did keeping the team together when, you know, so many players around the country, so many teams just kind of wilted and and just gave up. You know, I think that speaks volumes to to the type of culture that they have here at Penn State. And and don't get me wrong, you, you don't expect Penn State to to come out and have that that lack of success early, but you know, the last four games, they, they played hard. And I think the biggest thing now is that they can go into the 2021 season rested, recharged, and and really have, have some, some confidence heading into the season. I don't foresee Jahan Dotson to, to head into the NFL. I don't think he's quite ready for that. And I think there's still a lot that he can prove. Plus, looking at, at everything as a whole, nobody loses a year of eligibility. So despite the nine-game season and Penn State's one of a few teams in the country to be able to get in all of their games, um, everybody is still going to be the same classification as they were this year. So John Dotson, a junior, gets to be a junior again next year. And I think that's going to to be huge for his growth and his development um, moving forward because with with guys like Strange and Theo Johnson plus the, the, the trifecta of running backs in – and Devin Ford and Keziah Holmes and Kevon Lee and even a Noah Kane who was hurt in the uh, first game of the season. Couple that with Jahan Dotson, Parker Washington, and, and Keandre Lambert-Smith, plus a couple other guys that you throw in. Like, this Penn State offense, can, if they do things right and things go the way that they, they should, could very well pick up right where they left off hanging 56 against Illinois. Now, granted, it is Illinois. They came into the game limping in. Um, two and five. They just fired Lovey Smith. They did hire Brett Bielma uh, earlier Saturday morning. He was in attendance uh, to see uh, whatever you want to make of this game for the Illini. But I think moving forward, you know, Penn State has that opportunity to, you know, get to take that next step next year and and get to hopefully where they want to go. The early the the, the early start was a struggle. Everybody struggled. I think with everything. Um, and I think mainly more than anything, the Nittany Lions just struggled to kind of find that that team aspect. With 30 freshmen, that's normal. But as the season went on and as things changed and and really the team grew together, I think to, to be perfectly honest, even after the 2016 season uh, for James Franklin, this is probably the best coaching job that he's done. To get this team to 4-5 and five after an 0-5 start, um, obviously the players executing has helped. But to get to where they, they are at this point, I think is huge. And I think it, it, it speaks volumes to what Franklin has done here in his time at Penn State. It's going to go down as a as a losing record, yes. The first since 2004. But what he was able to do and, and lead this team to, after the start that they had, to their best game of the season against Illinois. And like I said, it is Illinois. But it was the type of performance that Penn State needed to really build confidence and build for the future. And and you find yourself an identity. This this offense has some has some real bona fide home run power that we've seen and didn't expect from this season. You have the growth 
of Kevon Lee. You have the growth of Parker Washington and, and Jahan Dotson. This offense has the potential to be a lights-out offense with a full offseason of, of, of putting it in, of install, of, of preparation. And I think that's going to be huge moving forward for the Nittany Lions as they gear up for 2021. And, and who knows what, what the spring uh, situation could be. Um, with last year and with COVID going on, they only got a couple practices. I don't foresee that there's going to be much turnover in the staff, um, with, especially with the way that things finished. But as 2020 has taught us, anything is possible. But the season has come to a – I don't want to say a screeching halt, um, but it has come to a halt. It is, it is finished for Penn State, and now it's on to, on to the 2021 season. And, and finally, coaches and players being able to spend time with their family and their loved ones, something that they really haven't been able to do uh, since the beginning of the season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, on the outside looking in, you would think that going to a bowl game, that not going to a bowl game is, is a detriment to the program. Obviously, every team's goal is to get to the national championship every year. As realistic as that is, and as realistic as that isn't or might not be for some programs, that is the goal for, for everybody. Your, your goal is to win a championship. Um, that went out the window with the loss to Indiana. That went out the window even further off the cliff with the loss to Ohio State in the second week of the season. But the biggest thing I think we're able to take away from Penn State not playing in a bowl game is that after nine weeks, after nine months uh, of up in the air, the Big Ten on again, off again, on again, off again, uh, we don't really know who's playing who, and we're going to cater to Ohio State, and we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're not going to really have very strong leadership. Penn State, James Franklin, they get to spend time with their families. And I think as we get closer and closer to this holiday season, this Christmas season, the new year, there's nothing more valuable than, than spending time with your family. I think we all take for granted the, the opportunities that we're afforded. I know I do. I get to, I got to cover Penn state football in a pandemic. And I was one of the few people that was able, that were able to, to see games at home and, and watch from, and, and get these, this access that, that not a lot of people were afforded to. And I, you know, at times you take it for granted is you sit in an empty stadium uh, hours after a game and, and you kind of put things in perspective. We get to see our families every day. 
Um, some, some do. I get to see my mother every day. I'm fortunate enough to see her um, every day. And I think that's awesome. And I take it for granted every day too. But, you know, James Franklin, he has a wife and two kids. He hasn't seen them since the beginning of the, since, for months. Um, you know, they began quarantine in Colorado. They, you know, he, months and months ago, and he hasn't seen them in months. And they're now in Florida as they, as they ride out the waves of these, of this virus, his daughter has a, one of his daughters has a sickle cell trait, you know, that, that makes it unsafe for her to, to be out and to be, to be going through things. I, I don't have any kids. Um, but you know, you, I teach, so I know sort of, you know, you miss, you miss your family. You miss those kids. You miss that interaction. And when you're a family guy, like James Franklin is, you know, say what you want about his on-field demeanor and his emotions and, and what have you. But at the end of the day, he's a human, he's a parent. And I think that is super important to note that now he gets to spend time with his family after the longest season, I'm sure, of his career. And with that said, I think that's huge moving forward for him as as he gets to recharge. He gets to see the people that drive him to be who he is. And and yeah, at times James Franklin comes off as as different. Um, he does, he's not forthcoming with a lot of things. He's guarded. And and you're a head football coach at a, at a university like Penn state. And I think that's perfectly normal uh, to be perfectly honest. And so you just kind of roll with it, but for him and his, his staff and their families to finally be reunited, I think is huge. I think that speaks volumes more than anything. And yeah, okay. A bowl game is great, but for Penn state going to the Duke's Mayo bowl is, is nothing going to the music city bowl is nothing. And when you don't have that atmosphere and you don't have that experience that make Penn State bowl games, what they are, when you don't have the alumni, you don't have the festivities that you're used to, and you don't have that New Year's Six bowl game that you're really used to either, I think it's it's kind of, I don't want to say that it's pointless, but it it really devalues the game. You don't have that family aspect that you're used to. You don't get to spend time with your families in the hotel, the the different opportunities, like when you go to the Rose Bowl and you go to, to Disneyland or, you know, anything different in, or you get to play playstations all the time at the fiesta bowl you don't get that with the way things are right now and and you know what don't play in the bowl game and, and go spend time with your family because at the end of the day the bowl games will come and go but the family the time you spend with your family isn't going anywhere um and in and, and the less time that you're able to spend with them the less time that you get because not every second is guaranteed you know with the way that things work out this year Everybody is the same eligibility this year that they were next year that they were this year, which is great. So, I mean, Penn State is going to play in a, in a bunch of different bowl games. James Franklin's going to coach in a multitude of bowl, of bowl games. So those aren't going anywhere. But that time you spend with your family, that valuable time that you're missing out with your with your kids, with your wives, with your children with with your grandparents with whoever that time is slowly dwindling and that time is slowly going away so it really puts into perspective why why are we doing this obviously money's involved and penn state had a successful season in my in my opinion yeah they went four and five whatever but they were one of the few teams that didn't have a positive take a positive case throughout their staff throughout their program and that speaks volumes to what to the job that that penn state has done you know beginning of spring training when everything was going down for the Pirates, people named them the COVID World Series champions or whatever. But, you know, it takes a lot of dedication and sacrifice to do that and, and 
James Franklin, one of the one of the core values of the Penn State program is is sacrifice and sacrifice in everything that you do. And these players, this staff, and Franklin and, and everybody involved with the program has sacrificed everything, their time, their health, their mental health, anything you can imagine they've sacrificed to play it to play a kid's game, to play a game that is it is be evolved into a business. Now the bull games will go on and you know that's you can have your opinions on that and I'll have mine and I and that's perfectly okay. We're we're allowed to have different opinions. But the issue at hand for me is that it speaks to, to the question why, you know, obviously it's a business. There's a lot of money and there's a lot of TV money wrapped up in this. You know, you hear dad, you hear Brian Kelly. Well, it's pointless without the fans or, or, or the families. You're right. You play for your family. You play for the, for the name on the back of your Jersey. Obviously that doesn't happen at Penn state. It did at a time. And we've talked about that, but it's, it's one of those situations where if you can't play in front of the family and the people that helped you get to where you're at, let alone even see your family, then what's the real purpose, right? What's the purpose of, of this? You know, Penn State's four and five. Say what you want about that. But but now they get to go into to 2021 and the 2021 season with the opportunity to spend time with their families. And that, I think, is the biggest Christmas gift that they could get if that's what the holiday that they choose to celebrate, you know? And I think that that is really more important than any bowl game could ever be. Yeah, the the rings and the bling and the trophies, and you get to put it on your Twitter and the social media and, and this, that, and it helps in recruiting. But there's nothing that ever comes close to time with your family. And I think as we gear up for, for the holidays and get to the last minute, there's nothing more important than spending time with your family. And now, rather than two more weeks of of the season trudging along, those guys and the people within the program get to spend time with their families. The people that write and that cover the team get to spend more time with their families. And there, and like I said, there's nothing that's ever going to take that's that's ever going to replicate the feeling that you get when you're with your loved ones and get to see their smiling faces and be with them. And for James Franklin, I think the I would imagine that he might not even be. Who knows what he has to do? I know that he said after the game he has to quarantine for five days. I would imagine that quarantine started as soon as he got home from the game today um, so that he can go and see his family. And and kudos for him. Kudos to him and to the program for being able to now get that time with their families and spend the, the holidays with their loved ones, which is, I think, really the, the biggest thing to take away from the season is Penn State survived it. They got through it without any any major issues despite some of the early results of the season. But more importantly, they get to spend the holidays at home with their loved ones. And that is what we all should be thankful for this season. Say what you want about the record, but at the end of the day, the season is, has come to a close and we gear up for 2021 and the, and the rest of what, what this year this year brings. But, but for the Penn State program, they get to spend time with their families. And for everybody out there listening, I hope you're able to do that too. And I thank you, as always, for listening to the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. For for me and for everybody that has listened, thank you so much uh, for this year and for, for everything and following along, listening, whatever you got to do. I hope you all have a happy holidays, and I can't wait to speak to you again soon. Point Park 
University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.